재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Well, with all the problems that are besetting Samsung right now, one of the major ones uh, that has been lingering is this Galaxy Note 7 debacle. It's been a disaster both from a financial as well as a PR perspective. And we had these reports on the batteries catching fire and exploding. There was a massive recall by Samsung and they ultimately decided to cease production of these devices. They are going to be announcing some results of its in-house investigation into this issue. That is set for January 23rd. But we want to get some analysis on what exactly has been going on. And uh, we are pleased to have joining us uh, one of the foremost experts, particularly with this specific problem that Samsung is facing right now from Lancaster University, Director of Energy and Physical Chemistry, Professor Harry Hoster. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us, Professor. Um, In your opinion, what was the main issue with this uh, catastrophic battery failure uh, during the production of the Galaxy Note 7? Well, I think the um, yeah, this heating up, and some people even call it uh, explosion, but it's, let's say, heating up and catching fire, must have been caused by an internal short circuit. That is nothing that uh, had not happened before with lithium-ion technology. That was the big scandal that uh, Sony faced uh, a decade ago. However, now um, there were three things coming together. So first is, obviously, there is this inherent risk that lithium-ion batteries have to catch fire if they have an internal short circuit. So... They heat up and then they become a thermal heat reactor. The second thing is there was, uh, this is one of many new manufacturing lines for producing new shapes of batteries. And the shorter you have, uh, or the shorter the time you have to learn how your new battery works, the less testing can be done and the testing standards were possibly not sufficient. And the third thing is that this is related to the second. This is a very thin phone and uh, this phone is exposed to more bending than previous models and at the same time there's less casing. So I think there's a combination of a production flaw and the, uh, that is very rare and combined with the way this, um, this, these new phones are bending uh, in due to because of the fact that they are thinner. Obviously, we're still awaiting the results of Samsung's own in-house investigation on this. Uh, but as far as what you've been citing, uh, with uh, nothing inherent uh, with lithium-ion in and of itself, but with the uh, production cycle, with their oversight on uh, various uh, issues regarding the manufacturing process, does this controversy square on the shoulders of Samsung, or is this a problem that other tech companies could have also uh, gone through? Uh, Well, I think uh, it could have happened to anyone. However, Samsung uh, Samsung had made the decision strategically to move quickly ahead, in particular in the race uh, with Apple. And uh, maybe they uh, shortened some of the testing periods that under more conservative uh, conservative circumstances they would have uh, given themselves longer time. So um, I think it, it could have happened to anyone, but uh, the fact that they were very quickly certainly didn't help. You mentioned this competition with Apple and, of course, this back and forth with new products being launched and, and sales numbers going up, uh, putting pressure on the other firm. Uh, up till now, Apple, of course, has been through other controversies, but from what you are able to uh, research, they do they not also shorten their production cycles or, or, or rush um, products onto the marketplace? 
Certainly they do. So that's why I say it could have happened to, to them as well. But look, Samsung at the same time uh, released many other products that didn't cause any problems. Yeah. So had they just for another strategic reason left out this very thing because someone didn't like the design, they wouldn't have the whole incident and nobody would talk about it at the moment. Right. What Samsung has to decide now, I suppose, is going forward, uh, despite all that pressure of the marketplace and wanting to uh, put quality products out that people want to buy and, of course, do it in a timely manner. Do you think that there have been some lessons learned, not just from the Samsung perspective, but also for... uh, tech companies as well as engineers around the world who have looked at this uh, situation with such dismay? Well, um, I think how much we will have learned will strongly depend on how much Samsung really uh, releases about their internal findings. I think it will be important lessons learned uh, for everyone in the industry. And I'm sure they they all have their own guessings and uh, work their head to make sure that nothing like that will happen with their products. So... um, they, they certainly missed the opportunity of taking leadership instead of uh, defending, but uh, we will still have to see what comes out when the, when the report comes out in a few days. How important is it that Samsung is as transparent as possible with this in-house investigation? There would be some skepticism because, in fact, it is a, a self-audit, so to speak, that they may not be as forthcoming, and there's already been criticism of them uh, perhaps not being as uh, aggressively uh, forthcoming on uh, this case. Uh, this would go along with, this is also more of a image and PR issue as well for Samsung, not just a technical and uh, engineering issue. Exactly. It would have been a first that they suddenly become open about uh, something. Uh, what can be hoped is maybe that behind the scenes there have been discussions informally in the industry. So certainly Samsung must have an, an interest that uh, no other incident happens like that again, also with another company, because if these things or these cases start piling up, then uh, the confidence in the whole smartphone technology would drop, and that couldn't be in their interest as well. And it's not a necessarily a situation where you want to blame the consumers, but there seems to have been some kind of consensus, both among consumers, I, I guess a majority of consumers, and these various uh, handset or, or tech firms who are making products and putting them out into market, that thinner is better uh, to try and cram as much of that uh, space as well as uh, battery capacity into as small a device as possible. Do you think that uh, paradigm needs to shift as well as uh, some customers, including myself personally, who would actually prefer a a relatively thicker phone as long as it has the performance capabilities and offers better battery life? And I'm wondering if that sort of thinking or acceptance of the marketplace might help the situation with some of these risks involved, like in the Galaxy Note seven yeah but at the same time it will be difficult for them to find uh, to find other marketable properties of their products so the thinner and larger or wider more colorful the displays are already quite bright so they would have to find another feature to make uh, people buy new products yeah so they, they force themselves into that kind of race and at the moment i cannot really imagine what kind of new feature could come i could I think it would be, have to be flexible devices or something like that that would be the next generation. Bottom line, uh, what do you feel are then some of the technical challenges that remain in hopefully uh, not having this happen again, designing safer but as well as better performing and uh, attractive products for consumers? And how do you think scientists as well as engineers need to work to try and resolve those challenges? 
Well, the, the one thing that uh, many uh, scientists and also manufacturers are working on are uh, solid-state batteries that are uh, not having this liquid electrolyte in them anymore. And uh, those should uh, be inherently much safer. So um, that, that is one, one way of, of tackling the problem. Obviously, from having prototypes to a mass production is, is still a long way. But I'm, I'm thinking that this, this is one of the ways um, to further go down. The other thing... I mean, you see the discussion about um, uh, battery vehicles. The, the, there, the manufacturers also did two things. They, they improved the, the range, but at the same time, they started programs of rolling out charging stations. So we may uh, find more opportunities to uh, recharge our uh, phones conveniently in the future rather than having like 10 or 20% uh, a longer battery lifetime, which in the end may anyway be a drop in the ocean. Right, and so uh, it is incumbent on... I suppose, for example, companies like Tesla, who not only manufacture those cars, but are also a large now manufacturer of those type of batteries to sort of kind of push that innovation. Certainly they do. And, and, and companies like Samsung do as well. So they all have big R&D teams in the background. But the, uh, it always takes a long time. I would expect if something works now, it will take another five years mm. to really have it working in a mass production. All right. Uh, we're going to leave it there. Professor Hoster, thank you very much for joining us. appreciate your time. More than welcome. Bye-bye.